Isaiah the sixth chapter from verse one to seven. And I'm reading the New Living Translation. It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, It's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongues. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Congo here. So this week, we're still talking about special visitations. I know a lot of you enjoyed listening to it last week. And so I thought maybe this week we should go a little bit deeper. And so we're going to do a few more special visits from the Bible. You know, like I always say, sometimes God sends angels and sometimes he comes himself. And this particular encounter that Isaiah had with the Lord of hosts, the Bible tells us that it was after the year that King Uzziah died. Now, you may not understand this until you ask yourself who Uzziah was. Now, Uzziah was a king in Israel, but beyond just being a king in Israel, he also had a personal relationship with Isaiah. History tells us that Uzziah and Isaiah were first cousins. So it was not just a death that was an event of state. It was also a personal relationship. Now, Uzziah was a king whose strength caused him to become proud, and that was what led to his destruction. He attempted to burn incense in the temple, an act that was restricted to just priests. So when the priests attempted to send him from the temple, the king became very angry and he was immediately stricken with leprosy. Now that year when he died was the year that Uzziah says that he saw the Lord. I think that Isaiah may have had his eyes on Uzziah because, well, he was king and he was powerful and he was strong. And so, of course, it's a natural thing if you have connections, personal connections with a powerful person to put your eyes on them. So I think that Isaiah may have focused a lot on his cousin who was king. And truly, if he needed anything, it was only a matter of getting to the king. And they had a personal relationship. Now, the Bible tells us that King Uzziah died. And he didn't die a peaceful death. He died a humiliating death. He was struck with leprosy. And in those days, leprosy was something that made you an outcast. 
And so the Bible tells us that Isaiah saw the Lord in the year that King Uzziah died. And he goes ahead to describe this encounter with God. He doesn't describe it as something that happened outside of him. It seemed like he was a part of the whole experience. So he saw God sitting on a very high throne and the train of his robe literally filled the entire temple. I can only imagine how that was. And he says that there were angels, mighty seraphim, attending to God and each one of them had six wings. With two of the wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And they were calling out to each other, Holy, holy is the Lord. They, they were declaring the holiness of God. They were declaring his greatness, declaring his majesty. And they also declared that the whole earth is filled with God's glory. It says that their voices were so strong and so powerful that it shook the temple to its very foundations. And the entire place was filled with smoke. Remember I talked to you about it last week about the fact that for so long they had given us this image of angels being really, really cute little babies who would just fly around and, you know, maybe lie down beside your baby or something. But the Bible tells us that they were powerful, so powerful that their voices shook the temple to its very foundation. And listen, this was not a small church building. This was a mighty temple. And the entire place was filled with smoke. It was so much, everything was so intimidating that he said to himself, oh my God, this is the end. It's all over. I am doomed. I mean, he encountered the holiness of God and saw how sinful he was. He opened his mouth and declared by himself that it's all over. He said, I am doomed for I'm a sinful man. I have filthy lips. And I live among a people of filthy lips. It says, yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. You know, there's some things that I learned from this encounter that I think are important for us to focus on. The first thing is when you encounter God, one of the things I've learned is that you suddenly recognize your humanness. You see how human you are. You recognize that we all need God. And that's what Isaiah cried out. Immediately he saw all of this. He saw the glory. He encountered God on a different level. He realized, I am a sinner. When you encounter God's holiness, you recognize your wretchedness. You suddenly recognize that being human is so frail. It's it's, it's so far from what God really planned. We're so far from his holiness. He's in a class all by himself. And Isaiah cried out when he saw how God was worshipped by angels. Listen, I don't know about you, but there are some encounters that you have that you suddenly begin to feel like you are not worthy. It just hits you how human you are. He suddenly saw all his faults. He said, I'm a sinful man. He said, I have filthy lips. And he also declared, I live among people with filthy lips. But yet, he said, I have seen the king. And let me tell you, no matter how good you are, you can't be good enough for God. 
Because some of you may think, oh, but I don't have filthy lips. Well, <laughs> that's to be debated. But the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not even something you've done. It's something you've inherited. You inherited from Adam when he sinned in the garden with Eve. It's passed down. It's in your DNA. And the only way to change that is for God to change your nature. And that's really why Jesus came. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. You are a sinner. A sinner sin. So, he recognized immediately that he was not worthy. He recognized it. But you see what I love about God? Is that even though God shows you who you are when you encounter him, he also shows you who you can be. Because the Bible tells us that the angel immediately took a coal and put it on his lips and declared to him immediately. He said, since this coal has touched your lips, your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. So when you encounter God, he shows you how you are, then he shows you what he can make you. Another thing I notice is that when you encounter God, you encounter his mercy. Because he said, even though I am a sinful man, so yet I have seen the king. So it wasn't because of anything that Isaiah did. It was because God chose to reveal himself. God consistently shows us that he's interested in intimacy with us. Every single day, he shows up wanting to connect with us. Wanting to make us who he wants us to be. And one thing that I absolutely adore about God is that he doesn't just talk empty talk. He actually came down as a man and made it possible for us to approach him. Listen, I don't know how God will choose to reveal himself to you today. But one thing I do know is that when you see God, you will understand his mercy. And when you understand his mercy, you recognize his love. When you recognize his love, you will feel a need to pass that same love and that same mercy to other people. So this morning, my challenge to you is to expect to see yourself for who you really are, but to also recognize that God will also show you who he wants you to be. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast is Mildred Kingsley. Kingsley.